welcome to the Roy and Jimmy thing on chaoticradio.com. It's Tuesday night in Rancho Cucamonga. How is everybody? I am Jimmy, and we're sans Roy for momentary uh, work reasons. Uh, but I got my buddy Blaine in the booth helping me out right now. Yeah! yeah the old reliable there, my buddy, my pal, Mr. Blaine Humbles. Yeah, take it easy. I don't want everybody to know I'm your buddy and your pal. True, true. Don't want to give too much away. No. Um, we got our guests coming in uh, a little later too, and uh, so it's just gonna be uh, just gonna be the the Jimmy thing right now. It's the Jimmy thing. It's the Jimmy Sans thing. Roy. Sans Roy. Screw him anyway. Sans Roy. Uh, so uh, usually we'd ask Roy how his week was, so uh, we can tell it's busy. Hey Roy, how's your week? Screw you. We don't care. And doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, my week was uh, the usual week. Just kind of kicked it and stuff. Uh, I don't do much. I don't do much during the day. I just. Uh, Are you alluding to the the fact that maybe you're boring? I I'm boring myself now. Yeah, I I, I can talk to myself. I can entertain myself. I make myself laugh. <laughs> but Are you answering yourself now? I do. I do answer myself. You know, I, I call it deep thoughts around noon. You know, what are you doing with your life? How's it going? Uh, I'll read a Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay, this is the time of year where I need to like deactivate my Facebook. We are coming. A, Why is that? We are coming on elections. Okay, all the candidates are dropping in. Everyone's piping in. And We're so, actually really early. This it's a year and a half away still. But everybody has an opinion. So since it started, now I get to hear, see all these status updates on how people are just they're they're right on the line. They're either a Republican or a Democrat. So I get to see all these dumbass posts, these uneducated, illiterate, dumbass posts that piss me off. And I could lose friends. I could totally lose friends. So you, do you catch yourself in the mi- like middle of post uh, response where you're going to yell at somebody? Oh, I, I can. Already, I, I vision myself vehemently just pounding my keyboard with a response. Just oh my god, it's it's amazing. And so, have you lost any friends yet? I I, I did about I defriended a guy I knew for 15 years the last election year, and uh, I basically just let it be. Just say you hate black people. And I just deactivated or unfriended him. Boom. All this. Uh, it's oh. it's hard for some people to admit when you you can totally tell when they're against policy versus listen. I just don't like his skin color. You don't allude to the Obama thing. Just say it, okay? And that's how bad this guy. Is. Super Republican. Um, you know, if you're not going to do anything to help change it, then I don't need to hear you in that form. That's where I'm at. But it, I mean, it is. It, 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 do you feel though that maybe it's um, you're 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 being uh, you're being a little harsh? Like, I, I like this guy is just trying to get his opinion out there. He just wants people to know how he feels and and he's sharing. It's his kind of it's it's his First Amendment right, you know, to, to express true. himself. It could be my deal, but uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll admit it's my deal. It's just that I just there's no way you'll you'll ever see on my Facebook status any kind of political. Uh, response, swing. That's uh, so fun. Uh, no relationship news. Uh, nothing. You're going to see some food pics, uh, some uh, pictures from my uh, stand-up gigs, and uh, a picture of my dog. So, so the, okay, posting about relationships, posting about politics, religion, you know, the uh, Supreme Court ruling last week. There were so many things that have gone on, and people posting about them. The yeah, I look at different age generations. And I think it's like the late, the mid to late twenties to like the or mid to late thirties are the ones that are the most vocal on Facebook. I can agree. Yeah. Um, they kind of grew up on it a little bit. You know, like the millennials, the young ones, they've actually moved on from Facebook. Like I don't know how they're going to pull 
people back to Facebook at some point. I don't know what they're going to do, what Facebook's going to do. Um, they're going to have to do something, though. Um, and then you have – you also have um, like your old your olders like yourself who just don't want to engage people. Like you're just like forget it. I, I'm not – I'm just not interested. Um, so you're kind of in that, that bubble where you're, you're, I mean, you're definitely interested in this stuff. It's not like it doesn't interest you, but you just, you're, you're sick of people's thinly veiled, uneducated attempts to try to sway people. Exactly. And I've seen where uh, a friend would post something that I agree with, but there's always the, the uh, opposition to anything, you know, jumping right in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, uh. I'd just rather not deal with it. Hmm. It's, just, it's interesting. It, I'd rather I'd rather debate somebody in person, mm-hmm. for one. And I'll talk politics with anybody. I'll talk religion with anybody. But I, I've chosen to do all that face to face now. That's an interesting uh, interesting point of view for you. Yeah. Good for you though. Yeah, I, I think people have uh, they got the keyboard balls, you know. Yeah, keyboard tough guys. Exactly, and that's probably more irritating than. You know, you saying it to my face, so we'll we'll talk about it in person, maybe even on the phone, but uh, on social media forum, no, no, it's. I think most of them are idiots. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So you're so you, would how close are you to really getting rid of your Facebook? Because truth be told, as a stand-up comedian, you really need it. That's that's probably that's probably a good seventy-five percent of keeping it for that. Even though I don't do a lot of it these days, but I use it to promote the show, my stand-up stuff, and it's friends and family. Now, granted, I've got a lot of Facebook friends, and that happened when I first started up my Facebook account and was a comic at the same time. So I was getting you know requests all over, and I said, yeah, build up this stockpile. You know, these are contacts, these are people know about my show, my comedy, and now the radio show. You know, so I find it valuable there, but to spew my personal business, not at all. Right. Yeah, that's not that's not my uh, that's not my megaphone for my thoughts and beliefs. Hmm. It's a little photo album. It's a little. Hey, what's up with Jimmy? Hey, look at that. He he did a show last night. Oh, there's his dog again. <laughs> it's his mom's birthday. Happy birthdays, Jimmy's mom. I keep it right there. It's it's good though. It's I, good. I enjoy it just like that. Yeah. How about your Dodgers, man? They're on a roll. They're doing good. They're doing winning good. some games. Uh I think they won today. They may have lost. I don't know. Uh, the game was still going on when I left. Do you yeah. still have your um, Giants screen or your 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 Facebook profile picture from your loss? As agreed, per the terms, yes, I do. Yeah, it's up until uh, Thursday, seven forty three p.m. The Dodgers are currently losing uh, two three to two uh, to Arizona. Yeah, Arizona came back and whooped them yesterday. I, I did a preliminary post in, I think, fourth inning. They were, like, just jacking home runs, had a 4-0 lead, and they totally blew it at the end. So there was no taking that Facebook pro, uh, status off and go, oops, sorry. Yeah, that'll kind of teach you to open your mouth, huh? It was a little quick, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little counting the chickens right there. But, no, they're doing good. I think, uh, I'm think i very proud of them. They're, doing, they're consistent, except when they play the Giants and the Cardinals. Yeah, that's <laughs> right true. Right in the toilet. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Matt, uh, we had our bet, and my Giants jersey profile pick is up, and uh, that was actually the best thing for my uh, my popularity. And uh, what's Jimmy up to? Because I probably that's probably the most liked and commented picture I've posted up in about a year. Was your profile picture change? Yeah, the Giants jersey. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like 42 likes, shit ton of comment uh, comments, and it's like that was a great best PR I've had in about a year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happily back and down for another bet. In August when we play again. 
what you should have done was change it and then also book a big gig at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah. See me. And check out my new picture and see me over at the blah, blah, blah on Saturday night. Actually book an L.A. gig and wear that jersey out there. And it's get pr- that it's beautiful. It is. It's perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. In fact, a friend of mine said, if I lose a bet again like that, which, you know, like I said, the Giants own us this year. Um, they said, change, change it to a Giants picture every day. Make it interesting. Seven days of a different Jimmy Giant picture to make it interesting. Yeah. I know Matt will be down with that. First, he's got five jerseys. There's five days right there. Um, yeah, he could definitely keep you busy. Yeah, and hats. I'm sure he's got a shit ton of hats. Yeah. yeah, so th- this is uh, this would be sm- making Matt or buddy Matt Aldridge smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very pleased in the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. So what else, Jimmy? Well, what else, my friend? Uh, I was working with uh, we had Barry Sobel in last week, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, I've been working with him for about three years now. We were working on some shirt projects. Uh, I did a show with him. Uh, great guy. He's making a comeback. He's on a currently he's on a tour. The Don't Call It a Comeback Tour. Um, that started in Florida Saturday. It's going to end in Texas about mid-July. And uh, he's, he's getting back in his comedy roots, and it was a pleasure to have him in studio last week. It was a ball. I know everyone here just enjoyed him here also. Um, so that was just fantastic. Uh, so I kind of ran off that high a little bit. And um, I did a quick trip up to San Jose this weekend, even though I was sick. Uh, but I had to get out of Dodge because my I don't like laying, laying at home sick laying there, so. Go get some air. Really? I, I actually love that. I don't know why, that for whatever reason, like during the winter when you get that, you know, the, the winter colds, if you will, I love bundling up and just sleeping for a couple days. In the wintertime, it's perfect. A summer cold sucks. Uh, that uh, I, I can't do anything, and I'm restless when I uh, lay there, so I figured I'll sweat it out of me, and it worked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, – um, I mean, I I miss those cold, those cold wintery. Oh, that's a perfect time. Yeah, the perfect time to get sick in the winter. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. I usually get it in the summer. But the good news is it worked, and I have no cold by Sunday, so that was perfect. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, um, we were we're Sans Roy. Sans Roy. And um, he is, of course, if you know Roy, he's in the, we'll just say the auto industry. Yes. And we'll leave it at that. Um, this is uh, the their end of month. So do you think, like, at this point, is he already on his way, or do you think he's still sitting there pecking away at his keyboard trying to balance out something? Well, he gave me an update saying he was going to be out uh, leaving in 10, 15 minutes, and that was a half hour ago. Uh-huh. And I've been there where you're at work and you need to go, but all hell breaks loose and it's on you. Yeah. So right now I know he's probably sitting at work just pissed off, <laughs> frustrated as all hell. That's how we missed that show with Steve Cooper. And we're not we're not very good friends by laughing at him. But I find it hilarious. I think we're awesome friends for laughing at it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. So if he's not at work right now being pissed off, he's flying across the freeway. Yeah, you know, he's got his commitments and uh, he will be here. But I did tell him, I go, lucky we're at 9 o'clock now. You got a little window. Yeah. I mean, imagine 8 o'clock, he, he would have just had to say, I'm not going to make it. Right. That's how we so missed it. Since you guys have bumped back an hour. He can definitely, uh, yeah, he can definitely move up a little bit. That's how he missed that Cooper show. We were on at eight o'clock, and he mm-hmm. was, oh, he was so mad at himself. So right now, I, I'm pretty sure he's just flying, hauling ass. <laughs> Probably will get a ticket. Yeah, he might. He'd risk it. He'd yeah. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be a good story. He'd do, be. It, he'd do it for the story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think so. 
will be the studio will be filled with the freeway story. Yes, he'll be telling us he'll he'll be availing us of his heroics. How <laughs> we got out of there? Yeah, hit the freeway, no traffic, carpool lane gone. <laughs> Very interesting. It's just the Jimmy thing. This is the Jimmy thing. It's the Jimmy thing. Obviously, a, a good thing you're here. <laughs> Obviously, I, I need to talk to people. I don't even know who I am. I already talked to myself all day today, so. Yeah, I. You know, it's you're you're very lucky. I, I went to uh, I went to dinner and was just yakking away, having a good old time, not paying attention. I looked up and said, oh, "I gotta go." <laughs> Completely brain fart. Well, you, you're fortunate enough though. You could go to dinner. You had a, both shows were off tonight before us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I well. Um, yeah, yeah, both shows were off, so we had to, we took a break, and I just didn't feel like, um, uh, sitting here, so I'm like, I'm going and eating somewhere, instead of eating some crap food that I usually reheat or something. Absolutely, treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself, Blaine Dinner Day. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the rarity of it. The, very rare it is. <laughs> yeah. So what else, well, Jimmy? Well, I was waiting for our guests to come in, um, uh, just, uh, just working. <laughs> How, how, what's his ETA? Uh, he said about ten fifteen, so it's about probably five minutes. Do you want to? Do you, would you like to take a quick break and get squared away here? That way we we'll, we'll wait for him to show up, and then we'll come back and uh, proceed with the show. Or is that sounds, or, is that sounds perfect? Does that right? sound like something you'd be interested in? Or or sounds very perfect. You tell me. I love it. This is your. This is not the Blaine and, and Jimmy show. No, that sounds great. We'll do a reset the clocks. We'll get some commercials up. Give everyone the time to get here and get situated, and we'll continue the show. You're listening to The Roy and Jimmy Thing on chaoticradio.com. Don't go anywhere. Doing that thing you do. Breaking my heart into a million pieces. Like you always do. And you don't need to Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy thing on chaoticradio.com. I am Jimmy Shaw, sans my buddy Roy Brewster momentarily, but I got uh, my buddy Blaine helping me out in the booth today. Say hi, Blaine. Hi, Blaine. There he is and stuff. And our guest has showed up. Uh, a very funny guy, uh, comic Carmel Humphrey. Say hey, hi, uh, buddy. How you guys doing? It's a super funny guy. Uh, I met you, uh, let's see, probably two years ago. I think it was at Wing, Wing Pit, Wing Stop. Wing Fix. Wing Fix. Wing Fix. Whittier. That's right. In Whittier. Yeah. I think that's when I met you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've been on a roll lately, too. Trying, man. Trying to stay busy. Uh, getting out. Getting up. Trying to get my face out there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I did see you on Laughs on Fox. Right. Yeah. That was cool. That was yeah. a really good spot. Uh, were you nervous on that one when you got that gig? Kind of. You know, nervous, yeah, because it's really, really clean and everything is super tight and my comedy is typically clean yeah but they want everything tight and the, the boxing is tight the cameras are tight and the crowd's hyped and then you like got four hot minutes and you just got to rip so it, it was it was a bit nerve-wracking i mean i, I don't truly really get nervous but anxious i was excited sure. for, the, for the opportunity and uh more anticipating and yeah you know. yeah because you gotta wait and you know it's a lot of production a lot of stuff going on you like, I, mean, I just want to get up and get it over with because like the longer you wait, the more your nerves get to you. You start thinking of stuff. Man, should I change this joke? Should I put this joke on? And you just got to get up and get after it. 
that that's that's awesome. But you know, when they're telling you what to do and not to say and all that, that kind of gets in your head a little bit. Yeah, because it was me and two other guys, uh, uh, Mike Cano and Tamara Katan, and we're in the back getting the you know the the rundown, and it was a lengthy list. Yeah. I mean, I've done corporate shows before. I've done you know church shows, community shows, and they give you a little list of things not to go over. You know, no problem. But this was like, man, don't hit this, don't hit that, stay here, by there, while this line, this like, I mean, man. So yeah, after a while, you're like. Forget the jokes. You just make sure you, like you can even stand on stage, man. And, and you guys are pros, you know, Mike. Excuse me, Mike and Tamar. They they've been at it a while, just like you and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did a, a comedy time taping uh, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And same thing. I was super excited. It's at the Ice House, but then they sit you all down and give you that rundown. Yes. And do not be dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't address the crowd. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything topical for the day. Right. And you're just like, okay, do I do that? And then you start questioning yourself and it gets <laughs> in your head. Yeah. So my, my first comedy time is out there on the internet and it's a, it's an okay set, mm-hmm. but it isn't my best set. Sure. But you know, I got some great com- comments on it, but you can just, I was just like, you, you, you start wondering what did you say during a, right. during a set? Mm-hmm. And I think the worst uh, cuss word I would ever say is I would let shit fly. You know, but I, I, I said, damn, mm. and I said, darn, you know, and I, I'm just so aware, yeah. you know, and I yeah. just didn't feel comfortable, you know. So. And that's and, and what's really cool is after a while you, you get the rundown and then, you know, all of us are back to kind of hyped and like, man, what the heck? You kind of second guess yourself. We kind of start reassuring ourselves we're here for a reason. Yeah. And let's not second guess, you know, ourselves to ruin a set. Like if the jokes work and they fly, just do it and see what happens versus. Let me do a bad set and get nothing from it. Because you might do a great set and maybe you let something slip that they can bleep out and the joke's still great. Or maybe you don't. Right. Wait. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, a couple people before me, they, they slipped a couple cuss words and I knew mm-hmm. they cut it out. But, you know, I wish I did more bar shows before I did the, the TV taping. Because at a bar show, you're disciplined. Mm-hmm. You, you got to charge through and that's where you adjust everything. Right. The language, the set, the bit, mm-hmm. how long it goes crowd work and everything. I, yes. I need to do more of those before I did a TV taping. And that's why I've never been afraid to do bar shows. I know a lot of guys are like, ah, the bar shows are whack and there's nobody there and people who are there aren't paying attention. Which but is all true. Yeah. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. But if you get one person to turn around on a stool and look at you, it's huge. My thing is I'd rather do a bar show, a, a real shitty bar show than an open mic. Yeah. I agree. You know, oh, yes. I, I went back and did an open mic a couple months ago, and it's, you just feel like you've never done stand-up before. <laughs> you, you totally forget yeah. the rules. Don't do your A stuff. Yeah. Uh, comic uh, Rich Scheidner told me that. Never do your A stuff at an open mic. It'll tarnish it for you. You will never love it again. Right. And uh, But you, I did Liam's mm-hmm. a couple times. And the one, the challenge part for the second time is the headliner was Alan Hunter. Okay. Or uh, Alan, oh. Adam Hunter. Adam Hunter. Adam Hunter. And I, they put me on after him. And he's strong. Wow. And his material is that crowd. Yeah. And super strong. And okay, now you're up. Oh, okay. And so, you know, pretty much backs are turned. Mm-hmm. Show's over. Right. And I said, okay, now I need, who am I going to have turn around and mm-hmm. watch me? Yeah. And three people at the bar turned around and laughed. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Night's good. Right. I've been here for six hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I did my job. You got it. But yeah. I, I'd rather do that than an open mic. Totally. And I've, I've now even gotten selected with open mics I do for that reason. Um, because at a bar show, I know what to expect. It's always going to be people not paying attention. Right. TVs are on. TVs on. Darts being flying. You know, pools. I get it. Some open mics, you have no idea what's going to happen. It it could be it could be cool. It could be great. 
or it could be completely just rank. Right. And the comics just do not care. I totally avoided bar shows when I first started, mm-hmm. and then when I was getting seasoned. Yeah. Uh, but now I can tell you there's probably two of my favorite shows I've ever done, and they're bar shows. Sure. And, you know, and open mics, I, I can do an open mic, and it's kind of like when we're doing, we do flappers, the mm-hmm. Sunday night ones back in the day. Yeah. You got a group of your buds with you, and then you challenge each other. Okay. Right. Like me and Sean, we used to say, you do two, we're doing two new stuff tonight. Okay. You know, and that just kind of keeps us fresh, and you got somebody to lean on. Mm-hmm. You know, but, totally. if, but going to an open mic by myself and not knowing anyone, it's just, I, I, I think it's just a waste of time, and I don't want to feel like I'm above this shit. Right. But then, you know, I've already put my time in. See, and that's, and that's always been the case. I don't want to feel above it ever. I yeah. don't care how long I'll be doing comedy. The, the art form is the art form. Mm-hmm. But I've been to an open mic, and I, I won't mention the name because some people are like they might, might be their spot. Sure. But I went in, and it felt like the comics were doing community service. Ah. They seriously did not want to be there. Right. I don't think they wanted to be there for their own set. But when I was up, typically you get, hey, how you guys? How you doing? You get a couple, hey, what's going on? Nothing. Wow. Every comic that addressed the crowd was just just dead. shut up. Nothing. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be above open mics, but I'm gonna be above certain ones. I don't have to come back to this. One, exactly. You know. And then I also felt like if I pick a few that I always go to, then it forced me to do new material. Yeah, because they've heard it. They've heard it. Right. Right. So I'll stick to these five or six open mics, and that's just the ones I do. And then I'll always have to. Well, it, it becomes your support group, too, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, a buddy of mine, we would if you're with somebody a lot during it, they'll, they'll tell when you made a change. Yes. That you weren't aware of and said, dude, that worked. You right. move the word. You're like, I did. Mm-hmm. OK, great. Yeah. You know, perfect for criti- criticizing with your buddies. True. Um, but, you know, wherever I end up, though, and I know a lot of people still don't do this, support the whole thing right. while you're there. Yes. Don't, uh, you know, a- add that extra clap in the back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Give a throw a chuckle out for the to get it rolling. Right. You know, because right. you've been on stage and nothing's happened, you know, and you need that buddy to give you the laugh. Right. You know, it's like, OK, I know you think I'm funny. Thank you. Thank you. And that's just enough to keep you going, even if it's three to five minutes, you're up there. Something. I mean, some guys need a bone. Yes. Yeah. Dome something. And, and, you know, they're they're struggling. We've all struggled. And you hear that one laugh and you kind of perk up a bit and then you, it might strengthen your set some. Yeah. Yeah. Versus it just gives just, just gives you that little adrenaline. Just something. enough. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But some of these shows I've been to and one was like in uh, downtown well I don't know what we were doing <laughs> guys were doing some spoken word poetry one dude did like interpretive dance the, yeah. And shit. yeah all that stuff I'm like okay we can't do all this at all. I mean I know it's open mic but my god <laughs> so well, like, the, yeah the true open mic back in the day yeah yes, the readings yes. the music yeah right so so now yeah I, I say much really do a bar show I'm, I've done uh number one with Anthony Stone uh shout out to Anthony uh was a great show. The Stingers so, one, right? Yes. Yeah. Not many people there, and uh, he it was light, unusual night, but I made a lot of connections. Sure. And the crowd that was there listened and were into it, and you know struck a nerve with some of them. And it was really fun. I mean, it was really like ability for me to see where my voice would be. Like I could see where I could start taking some risks certain places or start tracking a certain direction. Because, the perfect place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh Another one I did was with uh, Johnny Flowers. Ah, uh, Johnny, yes. Yeah, and uh, have you earned your uh, 202 badge? No. Have you done the 202? I did yet? do it, but I didn't get a badge. <laughs> <laughs> but if there is one, I want one. Yeah, um, we, we, I, I call it the badge because uh, that, that's another one. You work that room, yeah. and you know you, you you get there and you're just like, ah, oh, jeez, oh, ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. But you know, it it's actually be, uh, becomes one of those fun ones too. Totally. And yeah. what's so funny about that is I drove up to it, 
I'm thinking 202 <laughs> Club. I'm thinking, okay, it's a club. It's probably going to be popping. Because yep. Johnny's got this vibe about him. You talk to hey, man, you come to Oh, he's, he's Don club, King. He's, right, yeah. yeah. He's, he's all over it. Yeah. And he had me ready, man. I have 202 Club, Anaheim. When I get there, I'm driving around this house yeah. looking for 202 Club. And I'm like, I don't see any club around here. But I see some people milling about this house. I'll just go ask them. And it's the 202 Club. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is this? I did the same thing. I was circling around. And across the street are those those, those fine condos. Yes. You know, I mean, just lit. it's beautiful uptown right there. Right. Across the street, no. No. That that old, that scary dark church. Yes. I pulled in the driveway because everyone's hanging out there. And it turned out uh, Johnny Gold was out front. Okay. And I didn't know he was hosting. Uh-huh. I just pulled up to ask where the hell the 202 was. Yeah. And, you know, Johnny Gold, he's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you're here. You want to park there? I'd park around the corner if I were you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, but yeah, it's it's it looks like a one bedroom house, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, and I went in there and I was there with uh, Zhivago. Okay, and you know, we knew how it was going to go, mm-hmm. and as the night went, it was going that way, mm-hmm. and we we just started having fun with each other, and then you just get on stage and you kind of battle each other. Yeah, check this out, Zhivago. Hey, Jimmy, you hear this one? Uh-huh. And ended up being fun. And then uh, about a month later, uh, me and uh, Sean Williams went. Okay, and Sean, <laughs> he's so anti stereotype. Yes. Okay. Anti-stereotype. <laughs> you know the hood that thing was in, right? The yes. 202. Yes. He got there before me, but he, he parked like three blocks down, waited in a parking lot of the Carl's Jr. till I got there. Wow. He wasn't going to sit out there. Sean. He wasn't sure. The biggest dude probably on the block. Exactly. <laughs> wasn't sure about the deal. He's like, are you sure this is it? And I just started laughing. I got there. He goes, okay, I'm here. And then he drove up. That's funny. And, uh, and, and Johnny, bless his heart, I love him. But he talks so fast. Mm-hmm. And so I introduced him to Sean. And, you know, he's like, yeah, 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 I got you, man. I got you. Who that? Okay, he with you. Okay. Right. And he talks, he, he spells like that. Yeah. You see this Facebook status? Right. Who dat gig? It's D-A-T. <laughs> yeah. Like, stay true, Johnny. Right. Stay true. So when he introduced us, he called, uh, he introduced uh, Sean as uh, uh, Sean Shaw, and I was Jimmy Williams. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> but that's funny. <laughs> that it was, funny. It was hilarious. That's hilarious. And there was like two people in the crowd. So Sean took a picture of me up there, and there was two people in one table. He came up after me, and there was no people. And I took a picture at the same angle, and I just said, two comics, one cup. Oh, my God. And it, <laughs> but it, I count that as one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Just because. I Totally. Yeah. And I did it one time, and same thing. Great show. Got into some riffing with the crowd. Ended up meeting two great guys there, uh, Dante Chang and Noel Rod. Oh, nice. Hadn't met them before, and... I do a joke about being from Compton. Right. And then Noel chimes in. He's from Compton. And if you've ever seen Noel, you know, he's like, you know, 5'2", Hispanic cat, super small and frail. And he's like, I'm from the hood. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not from the Compton, I know. And then he's listening to me talk. He's like, you don't sound like you're from Compton either. I'm like, well, I guess, I guess you're right. I don't. So uh, we struck up a friendship there. And, and that... Again, it's a memorable night. It was just something people yeah. try and avoid because, oh, it's weird. It's not the typical venue, but it was great. Yeah, and the more apprehensive I would get on something, that actually, the, it's one of the, like I said, favorite show. And the, the one thing about stand-up is you're networking. You never know where it's going to come from. Truly. You know, I'll, I'll meet I'll meet Johnny Gold at the 202. Mm-hmm. Great guy, good friend. And then we do shows like a, uh, Flappers or something like that. Right. You know, so you just don't know who you run into. So I, I actually started, uh, I think it was four years into it. And I said, you know, the ones I cringe at, I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, you know, I can't make it. Right. You know, it's like, okay, come do the 202. It's down here. I'm like, mm, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, uh, you want to host. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And I was uh, two years in, and a uh, buddy of mine, Brandon West, over at the old Lovitz Club, mm-hmm. he hit me up that night, and he says, listen, we don't have a host for the 10 o'clock show. Want to do it? You don't say no. No. I'm like, uh, okay. And I met, I met Big Mike Mitchell there. Mm-hmm. Toby Hicks did a set. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm friends with both those guys now. Yeah. You know, and I was nervous as all hell. Yeah. And everyone was trying to help me. I said, you know, I'm going to have to do this my way. And I yeah, did. Worked and, through it. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've hosted probably five, six times now. Cool. Yeah. So when you're apprehensive, jump in. Exactly. Both of you. How long have you been at it? It'll be five years, October 6th, which is my birthday. So oh, nice. Every every October 6th, that's that's my anniversary in comedy. What got your bug going? What, what got you there? I always had been on stage since I was 12. My mom put me in plays and acting and this and that. I always was a clown at home. And um, she had me memorize this this play in church. She said, if you can memorize this, I want you to do this, this spot. I'm like, okay. So I did it and loved it. And then fast forward, I'm in like elementary school. Uh, and we're waiting for my teacher to open the door and she's late. And so my friend, hey, Carmel, you tell some jokes like like Cosby and, and Bob Hope and all them. Like, what do you mean? Like, just stand up and talk? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I got up and told some jokes and got laughs. I was like, man, this is fun. And then in the class one day, uh, I was cracking jokes. Teacher goes, hey, what are you doing? You want to be a comedian or something? Mm. I said, yeah. Big mistake. I get, uh, I get walked to the principal's office. Mom gets called, comes down to the, to the school, proceeds to give me a spanking oh, in front of in everybody. public, yeah. Yes. So fast forward now, five years later, I mean, not five years, but 20 years later, I do my first show. And I told my mom, I told you so. <laughs> it's all right. All right, baby. You got me. You, you got, got me. me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, just being on stage. I've done public speaking for a while. Love doing, I did improv and sketch for a few years. Nice. And, uh, a couple of people say, hey, you know what? You know, you, you have a good voice. You uh, you carry yourself well on stage. You do some public speaking. You got a presence. You're confident. Right. They yeah. said, all of this sounds like you should be a stand-up. I'm like, nah, that's never not thought thing. Nah, yeah. I, mean, I like to write, but I sketches and, you know, little skits and one acts, and I'm, I'm not doing stand-up. And then um, I had a job with a company called Awareness, Inc. It was a uh, nonprofit. It went to schools, elementaries, junior highs, high schools. Talk to kids about sex, drugs, rock and roll, all that stuff. And my director said, you're doing stand-up. Every assembly, every class, every seminar you're doing for us. Is you're already a, doing it. You're already doing it. He says, you're t- you took our curriculum and you infused a lot of humor in it and it works. You're getting high schoolers to laugh. This, I can't think of a harder group to make laugh. I didn't see it like that. And uh, he said, look, if you do five minutes, if you get five minutes just for me, I'll do five minutes. Wow. And my director is the, I mean, big, goofy-looking white dude, corny as all get out. Right. He's, I'll do it. I'm like, man, if you get up, I got to get up. Because <laughs> I have to see this. <laughs> right. Sure. And uh, I got five minutes at um, Club Aura. I don't know if you remember that spot. It's in Studio City. Wow. Uh, what was his name? It was called The Rebels of Comedy. can't remember this guy's name now. TK. TK, yes. TK. He did the, um, he had the other, um, what was that other comedy club in uh, Studio City? It was um, Showcase, uh, some, it was upstairs, remember? That was, I thought that was Aura. That was Aura, yeah, yeah. It was Aura in the back. Right. But it had a different name because it was okay. supposed to be a club. I know yeah. that one, yes. Yeah, so that was my first time. TK, yep. And I got up and uh, I had like four pages of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea how long five minutes was, but I did it and uh, my boss got up and did his. Wow. And uh, that was it, man. You were hooked. I was hooked. 
See, that's what people say. You're doing it and you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And then the hardest thing I think when I started was, you know, I did the same thing. I was uh, the class clown, the closet one. Mm-hmm. You know, you're shy, but you got your buddies and you got your moment. Totally. Yeah. Um, but they said the hardest thing, and it was true, to be yourself on stage. Mm-hmm. To let just just do what you just did. Right. Right there, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and my first two, three times up from first time stage, I was killing. Mm-hmm. Just having a ball. Right. And I started thinking about it. Yeah. And shit went down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what happened? What did I do? Right. And you concentrate too much. And then it takes you another year to get out of that. Yes. And then you're just like, I don't want to say you, you got to not give a shit because that makes it sound like you don't care. Mm-hmm. But you got to not give a shit about you. Right. Your, your, your head and all that. Yeah. You're, you're there to entertain these people. Mm-hmm. It's what you want to do. You right. do it well. Exactly. Knock it out. And I, the greatest piece of advice I got uh, was from a comic, Dwayne Perkins. Yeah. Uh, doing a weekend with him in Pechanga sitting back after a show. He's very analytical, very mm. smart. Guy writes his jokes on a spreadsheet. Jeez. I mean, he, he's dialed in. And he told me, when I get up there, I've done all this work. I put the work in. I know I've written a great joke. I'm going to have fun with it. I almost don't care if they laugh or not. I'm just going to have fun. And if I'm having the maximum amount of fun, I know they'll come aboard. They'll, they'll sense it. They'll sense it. Yeah. I'm like, all right. And that, and seriously, from that point on, I started thinking, okay, let me just have fun. Because if I have fun, I'm going to come back, and I'll come back, and I'll get better. Right. But if I get in my head and I start thinking twice, I might not come back. Well, if you're worried about the words, mm-hmm. then you're not doing your job. Right. You know, you already know what you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, I was je- I'm jealous of people who can write like that, mm. spreadsheet, or even write their entire bit. Yeah. I, I'm just jealous of it. Okay. Uh, but... I, I kind of, I just go with topics, you know, mm-hmm. my main topic, things I want to touch on. Yeah. And then I kind of riff it out and then you kind of get a memory going on. Yeah. Wow. We have a phone call. Oh, shit. He's in. Roy's on line one. I don't know where that button is, Blaine. I already have it. Don't you're the man. It. Roy, you're on the air. Big, goofy looking white dude. Come on, Carl. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Our Sands co-host Roy Brewster's on the phone. What's going on, buddy? Oh, just sitting in traffic, loving to hear you. You guys sound like you're going to make out soon. It's like this, this big love fest. Well, no, it's men talking men shit. Yeah, you, talking? I, I, I don't know. It was getting a little weird there for a minute. So I could just picture you guys just staring at each other. No, no. no. See, this, this, this is people talking about their jobs, what they love to do. Yeah, Roy. Oh, I, I, I see. I, I think I just sense I, I, a little jealousy because your ass ain't here. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're feeling, you're feeling a little Big goofy white dudes kind of pissed me off on the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you if you throw a rock in a pack of dogs. <laughs> now I know this is going to be Ernie Avila's second favorite episode of the Roy and Jimmy thing. Oh, oh, and, and by really? the way, by the way, Roy, okay. you know, we called you a big goofy white guy. You know, the the insults that hurt the most are the ones that are true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm insulting who? <laughs> I'm being insulted. I'm not there to defend myself. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know, even talk about a tall, lanky, freaking guy sitting across the thing. But no, the big, goofy white guy. You just <laughs> wait till I get there, you bastards, both of you. Well, we're still waiting, so. Well, I'm sitting here. I was flying until I got to Archibald, and now they're doing some kind of construction here. You're you know, that close. Okay, well. We're, 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 you're so close, baby. You're so Jimmy, close. Jimmy's pulling the hook on you. He's yeah, he's hanging I'm, I'm up on you. That. Have fun. See what you get no, here. No, 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 no. Hold, hold on. <laughs> Do you have a question for Kamel, or are we we're we gonna wait ten minutes for you? Jimmy, you hung up on him. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that's a shame. Nah. But yeah, you can't concentrate on the words so much. Right. I learned, and just just go out and be funny. That's just it. Tell your story. Just have fun. Work the. You know, and like I said, I do topics. I, what I'm going to talk about. 
some keywords I want to bring in. And then you, you just tailor that to the crowd. Right. If needed. Yes. Adjust at that point. And you know, yeah. and it, right now, uh, like uh, two years or two years ago, I was flying. I was 100 shows, anything. Mm-hmm. Last year, I had to drop it down, do some adult shit. Yeah. So I was going out a little bit here. But now when I go out, I'm not as nervous. I'm more anxious. Yes. You know, and then yes. when I do go on stage, I just I just relax. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. And but, that's that's huge because I remember probably year two for me, the three or so. Um, I've never been nervous, but like I said, sometimes I almost was too calm. Like just like, okay, let's just get up here and do my jokes. I wasn't having fun. Right. And uh, a couple of people say, "Man, are you having fun up there?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's great," but it doesn't look like it. So it wasn't being me. Right. I was getting into the joke. Like I, I want them to hear this joke that I wrote versus bring them to where I was when I thought about the joke. Exactly. Like I've got. 45 seconds to get to where I was that day when this was funny to me versus let me just tell them what was funny. And so once I started thinking about getting them to that point, like, okay, well, I got to take myself back there. Then recreate the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became funny. Then I had fun. Then like my whole countenance and everything changed. And then like, and now it's, it's, it's taken off. I used to stall when I didn't get the laugh on the first one. Mm. It would be like, Oh, yeah. One of them. Yeah. And uh, that took a while to get rid of, you know, because if, if I get him to chuckle at first, I'm like, I got, got this. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm getting cocky here. You know? <laughs> getting cocky here. I'm supposed to prove to them I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 rely on them. It's you. It's you. It's you. Yeah. And the more relaxed I am, but I I always have that one where you, that one moment just before you walk on stage, you know, your name's coming up. Mm-hmm. That's where the jitters come in. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's very you know it's more adrenaline filled and anxious right. than scared. Right. And um, I, I did a show me and Roy actually in Desert Hot Springs in March like 300 people and been up in about a month mm. and i'm like oh jesus mm. oh jesus but i'm with friends we've done shows before mm-hmm. and uh finally i just uh, as soon as they say my name i just start to clap and it just leaves me and you just touch that microphone and you're, you're flying you're it's off. off yeah it's great totally it's, it's great well you started building up you this is not primarily what you do mm-hmm. most of us have a day job mm-hmm. and uh so it is it's hard to get out there all the time. Yeah. Especially the ones you really want to do and those come through. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do it. I got to get up. Right. Got to do all that and stuff. But you, you try to go up. About how many times a week you try to go up? I at least try to get up twice. At yeah. least twice. Um, I know a lot of guys want to get up every day. Um, to me, I, I feel like I'd, I'd burn out mm-hmm. uh, just because of work and other things I'm doing and sure. other projects I'm doing. So if I get up twice and I try to space them out, it also gives me some time to, to you know recharge, get up again. Um, downtime, yeah. right? Some downtime. Three is like perfect. If it's a Monday night show, Wednesday night show, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, something like that, that's perfect. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I used to at least try to do once a week. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not good at this right now. Yeah. But that was my thing. At least do that open mic on Sunday night. Something. Yeah. And then someone's bar show during the week. Yeah. Or just go see one of my buddies do do a show. Yeah. Even that. You know, even just, just seeing it. Yeah. And uh, so you know, getting back into that, they're like, Sean's out and. Uh, he's out in Hollywood tonight. Okay, doing a great show. Wish okay. I could be there. Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the I miss doing the stand up as much, but I also miss supporting as much. Yeah, because that's that's part of the deal too. Totally, it's part of the. You I support. wish guys got that more. Yeah, you know, because I've been to a lot of even not just open mics, even at a nice regular show. If you're two, and you get up, you're probably staying to five. Right. And once the, once the fifth guy's up, or if your friend of yours is going up four or five. Once he's done, you're out. Right. And I'm like. Just leaves, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth if I'm, if I'm seven. It's not really know? fair to the show. No, you know, and the not. belly room is known for that. Yeah, you know, a whole the half the crowd will be gone mm-hmm. after the third guy went up. Yeah, and you're nine, mm-hmm. and you're like, I 
don't need the crowd, but I really love it because I'm here. Right. I made it here. You guys, I stuck around for your fucking guy. Do me a solid. Yeah. You know, I get if you got a gig somewhere. Cool. Right. But that room leaves with you. Yeah. That's rude. Right. Yeah. 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 That's kind of, so bringers are okay. And I'll do a bringer, but it's kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm bringing one person for sure. Mm -hmm. And so I put it back on them. Yeah. You know, I'd love to do the show. I think you're a cool person. Thanks for asking me. Mm -hmm. But uh, from the get go, this is how, this is what I'm bringing. Right. And I don't, you know, when you first go up 14 to 20 people will go. You're finally mm-hmm. doing it, and the, the bad part is you suck. You know, you're just <laughs> right. up there being a goof. Yeah. You know, now yeah. I wish those people would come out. Now when I'm, uh, you know, I'm seasoned, I'm solid. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah, it's funny. I, it's flipped like that. Yeah. It's like, ah, Jimmy's doing comedy. He's doing that comedy thing yeah, still. Yeah, another invite. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, so, I, yeah. and bookers know that. Which So it, it's, it, it strikes me as odd. Like, if, if you think I'm funny and you put me on a show, I'm what I'm offering to the show is my funny. Yeah. If it's a bringer, it's because I'm I'm new to the game and, and you know I, I, don't, I know people. Right. That's what I bring. So if I get asked to do a bringer show, I'm like I'm not. You know where I'm at. Yeah, you know where I'm at. Like, exactly. So if I bring one or two, it's gravy because mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring funny. Um, when I first started out, I needed you and I didn't have the jokes. Exactly. But I got 10, 20 people to come watch. Ten twenty. That was worth the, uh, the connections, stage time. Yeah. And, and working it out for sure. Right. Uh, lady out in um. Lay down in Hollywood, Bobby Oliver. I was mm-hmm. doing her bringer shows when I started. Yeah. And she would do the ice house and the room was packed. Yes. You cannot beat that. Yes. And she's, she was great to me and I brought my people. Mm-hmm. And then as that dwindled down, she still asked me to come. Yeah. And uh, she did her last show. It was like uh, six months ago and she gave me a call and says, doing my last one. I appreciate it if you come do some time. Super cool. And I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. You know, and so the, my bringer people know, just like you said, you know, I've been into this six years. Mm-hmm. Dad, mom, and three cousins ain't coming. <laughs> right. They're not coming. They're gonna say, "Let me know how you did. Good luck, honey." Right. And the okay, mom, thanks. Yeah, and they'll come out to like a really big show. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, but like Thursday night, you know. Then you got those ones where they say, "Tell me where you're playing." You're like, "Ah, uh, not this one, but I'll let you know the next one to right. come to because I, I don't yeah. need them at Liam's." Right. <laughs> Hanging till two. Right. Yeah. Waiting for me to yeah. go yeah. up. No, no. While the knife fight's happening outside. Then I've had family say, "Oh, we just want to come." Like, no, no, no. You don't want. No, no, we want to come. And they come and they're like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't have came. Like, <laughs> and, and then no disrespect to any of the shows, just you know, a lot of them were young guys in the game. Exactly. The host was was new. The, the spot's not the greatest. I'm like, I'm just up for stage time. But if you want to go, you know, it's, uh, my mom. It sounds like your mom supports you doing no matter what. Oh yeah. If yeah. you need someone, let me know. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a show at Taco Hut a couple times. Okay. All right, I'll go. Ah. All right, and then we did a Roy did set up a show at a, a Mongolian barbecue in Fontana. Wow! And my mom and dad said we're gonna go. So well, it turns out cool. it was eleven people, including them. Okay. And we stalled the show for about an hour to see if more people come in if they were hungry. Mm-hmm. And no, but it ended up being one of the funnest ones ever. Because sure. Roy yeah. just turned to Lucy, goes, "Do twenty minutes. I don't care." Wow. And it was all it was like six of us, and we're all buddies. Yeah. You know, and we yeah. had the best time ever. Okay. You know? Yeah, so I don't say no, but I do say no. Say, Mom, don't I don't need you coming here, but yeah, yeah. But if you want to hang out, hey, you want to hang, come hang. Come so hang. Uh, her and yeah. dad support me a hundred percent. That's so. great, man. Yeah, even now they're like, oh, we'll, we'll show up, sure. sure. What, do you, what do you got Sweet. going on? Wow. Yeah, so. Where's it? Where your parents live? Fontana. Okay. So yeah. yeah. They're cool. Yeah, they're both seventy, retired. They're just like, hey, where are you gonna play? Nothing else to do. I want to see you. All, All right. right, come on out. 
and that, they might see some stuff the average person won't see at certain shows. Yeah, and you know, then, then you're into that that you're into that buddy funny that they've never seen, uh-huh. and the, so they're just as entertained when right. they see that for the first time. They're like, you know, I think I did a thing on masturbation, and there was my mom, and <laughs> so then I got I re- remembered she was there on stage. I'm like. My mom just heard that I masturbate. I'm sure it's not a surprise, mm. but I just kind of confessed to you, mom, and she's just loving it, just having a blast. Wow. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, it was fun and stuff. Like that, so. Excellent, excellent. So, um, so do you uh, do you purposely write? Do you get an idea? How do you, how do you get to a bit? I I try to. I actually have a ticker on my computer, and it just runs. It's like a you call it RSS feed of just random newspapers or across the country websites, whatever, and it just has headlines, and I'll read them. And I'll see something. Ah, oh, it's funny. Write it down. I might not write the joke thing, but I'll just have it. I'll put it in, in my Gmail or something. Text mm-hmm. it to myself. Go back, check my drafts. Oh yeah, remember that joke? I was gonna do something with that. Then you know, nice. flesh it out a little bit and just keep doing that. Just keeps, or I'll even just see a headline and just challenge myself to drop a joke off of just reading it. Some stick, some don't. But every now and then you'll get something that's ah, kind of funny. You know, you know, strike you again in the car or whatever. So I try to write something every day. Yeah. If it's not a full joke, a premise. A thought, an idea. An idea, something you heard. Yeah. Even if it's just the headline itself, just write it down for the, you know, the exercise. I started doing that recently, too, because you, you would think about it and then you let it go. Because, you know, they, they always say, you said, uh, I'm going to have to write that down when I get home. Mm. And no, I won't forget it. And it's amazing do. how quick you forget always it. Always do. Five minutes later, you're home going, what was that thing? Yes. Uh, I got pads of paper in my truck. And mm-hmm. um, I have this one note. The bad part is you go back to them and you try to figure out what the hell you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was this? Why was this here? And mine was, uh, there's this note, and I, I still have it. I might frame it. it. It's a note that was in my truck, and I wrote it down. I think it was in Hollywood, and it's it says, open male nudity. Oh. Some kind of thing like that. Okay. Three words. Okay. Open public bonerness, I think is, yeah, open public bonerness <laughs> is the three-word note I had saying, I got to write this shit down because this is going to be gold. This is gold. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I nothing. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask my girl. I said, do you remember when I wrote this? She goes, no, I remember you told me about it. These three uh, words, yeah. but no premise to it. I'm like, I, now it's a goal in life to do something with it. Yeah. I'll, almost whatever you do with it now, it's going to be funny. Yeah. It's four it's years like, old and I still look at it going, I, I don't know. I don't know where the mood came. I don't know where anything came on this. Yeah. That could a, be, that could be weird. Like you have just a random napkin sitting around. It's like avocados and diapers. Yeah. I got my phone about? just full of notes and you just, you just start rifling it through. Yeah. You rifle it through and you just like try to put this thing together and stuff like that. Right. I like your idea with the RSS feed though. That's a good yeah. idea. And I just keep finding new, because there's so many like, you know, small papers that come out with the most random stories. Sure. Well, these days. Yeah. yeah everything. It's a, it's a brilliant idea. If you uh, attended any Chaotic University events here, you'd know how to do that too, by the way, Jimmy. Just want you to know. Hmm. Chaotic Universe. University, Univer- huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. I've, I've, well. I've spent time teaching many people how to do that. He's a brilliant man here. I mean, this is this is how you aggregate information, man. Ooh, aggregate. Bang, bang, wow. bang. Damn. Yeah, I like that, Blaine. That's a good word. <laughs> aggregate. Oh, uh, Roy's waving. Hi, Roy. What's up, Roy? <laughs> That's one finger, but I like it. What's up today? Goofball. He means you're number one. Yeah, totally. Well, I think we can go take a break now and stuff. We'll get ourselves a reset. See if Roy uh like to join us for the rest of the show. Excellent. You're listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing on chaoticradio.com. Stay tuned. We got Roy Brewster coming now as my next guest. Uh, Carmel Humphrey's going to finish it off with us. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be right back.
What is going on, everybody out there in Radio Land? You are listening to Roy and Jimmy Thing on ChaoticRadio.com. Thanks, Jimmy, for getting this thing going, and Mr. Blaine Humbles for running your booth. You are no longer Sam's. You are actually have arrived. I have arrived, <laughs> and I, I, I was I was bitter on the way. Carl's beat me up. I don't think he thought he was, but he's like, I'm going to take a dig at Roy while I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, the big goofy white guy got him to do this shit. Well, I, I called the shot. I did say you would be upset. I did say you would be frustrated on your way here hauling ass. Well, that shows I was listening. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Cool. Right. See, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. be listening. Yeah. yeah. So that's good stuff, man. Welcome, brother. Hey, man. It's, it's been, been a while. Yeah, it has been. It's, yeah. I'm glad you're here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm late. I really apologize. But, uh, yeah, it's all good, man. Month in bullshit. Hey, you're working. That's what I do. Man. Working, man. Never. This is what we need to be doing. Ne- never apologize for working. Mm-mm. No, no, I'm sorry. I was working. I apologize, you're... but I'm here now. There you go. And uh, with a vengeance, not really. I'm just here. <laughs> we're in for it. Yeah, I don't, you guys are freaking in for it. Oh, it was geez. like a kind of a goofy day, and well, that's the way it is. So hey, we, uh, we got day jobs, man. We know, buddy. Yeah, we. Uh, that sucks. So let's get off that, dude. I like this stuff in the background. What's that? Oh, the music yeah, in the let's background. Just play, remember, remember the CFO or the EGO or whatever he wants to call himself? Yeah, CFO uh, recommended that there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Notice Blaine was doing a little bit on it on me. Yeah, just a little in the background. And, and thanks for Blaine for taking that little sound clip and make it like, you know, I was like trying to get in and shit. <laughs> All I hear is, gotcha! And later, click. <laughs> I almost did, uh, I thought our buddy Dennis was going to call. Hey, Mike, you never know. Yeah, I was going to ask if we were going to, we should, you know, we should, we got to do our things with, you know, Carmel since we're here. What time is it now? What time is it? I don't even know. It's the top of the hour, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. So we got an hour. I didn't miss too bad. No, no not no. bad at all, buddy. I was listening on the way in, man. I was just like cruising. Saw a little, little, little going on. I missed you. Oh, I missed you. were coming you. through my speakers. Well, you, you, you can tell in the beginning I, I, I was a, a child outside a locked house. I was just floating around there. Didn't even know how to talk. You didn't know how to talk? <laughs> I didn't know how to talk. I was like talking to Blaine. I'm like, a piece of cake. I got this. And I'm like, I need people. I'm I one need, of those guys. I, I, need, need, I need people. I yeah. talked to myself, no problem, but me and Blaine behind a wall were just like, uh, yeah, why don't we take a break? That sounds good. <laughs> That's, let's take a break. We didn't start yet, but take yeah. a break anyway. I don't so, yeah, rest assured, you won't find me on another show going, okay, I'm on my own thing, Roy. I got to go. Yeah. No. <laughs> I got my own thing. No, I wouldn't want it. I mean, you know, we're tight. Yeah, yeah. man. You can't break this up. Can't break that up. No. Well, well, we, up. I mean, you heard the story. Fifth grade, really? Fifth grade is amazing. That's amazing. So, like, and we still like, you know, we've seen it. Never mind. We've seen each other in our uh, best and worst. It almost got bad right there. Yeah, yeah. You almost went somewhere I never been. Right, I talking don't... about us. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to ask you to come in, man. Oh. You'll be part of the group. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're set up on that just totally. He, he'll balk. He's got something <laughs> to do. He's going to work late the next time we ask him. So Yeah. <laughs> don't I, scare I, him. I somebody move at 9 o'clock. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got some shit to do. I got some stage time coming. Right. So yeah. I got to go. Can't turn it down. You're ours. We got the doors locked. You ain't going nowhere. Oh, shit. Well, See? you two, you, you guys were in the, 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 the Tap House comedy competition. That was, that was what, two years ago? Was that long ago? About two years, Roy? Yeah, now yeah. I think about it. I, didn't, I yeah. was like, no, it couldn't have been, but I guess it was two years. Think, and that must have been the last time I saw Carmel uh, perform. No, I'm sure we did a, a Flappers thing or something. Yeah, I think so. I think but yeah, I that, forgot yeah. you guys were, that was a blockbuster show. You and Carmel and Rosie Tran was the headliner. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. That was and like more cool. stuff happened then. That's what made Gus get back into it. That's right. He was there that night. He came out to support me and Gus Arredondo. He he showed it. He goes, I'm gonna go out and check it out because he used to do it. He took like a two year hiatus, mm-hmm. and he was like selling out. You know, he had a Tuesday night show at Ontario. It was his show, okay. and um, he got out for a while. Uh-huh. I spent some time with the family, and and that worked out. And when he came out that night, he said he he heard Rosie was gonna be there because like, I had to talk to Rosie because yeah. they were, I guess they knew each other. And then he got the bug, and now Gus is back in it too. Yeah, even on his website, 
he says, I talked him into it or some shit like that. And I'm like, I didn't talk. You wanted to get back. Don't blame that shit on me. You're, you're like right. on the liner notes, the the inspiration liner notes. I want to thank my mom and dad. <laughs> I want to thank God. I want to thank Jesus. I want to thank Roy Brewster yes. for rekindling my joy of comedy. Right. And 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 he's like, oh man, you. And he, I think he wanted to blame me for it mm-hmm. because that way. If his wife got mad at him, it's like, who's Roy's fault? Right. See, that's deflecting. Your, your, totally that's deflecting. bullshit. You gotta own that. Own up to it. Come on, Gus, Mr. Switzerland. Are you kidding me? God, Switzerland, Gus. Dude, the back scratcher's out. Were you using it? No, no, we were we were actually uh, talking. Okay. <laughs> back scratcher works pretty damn good. It's pretty good. I'm but, scratching other things with it. Wait till Blaine uses it later. Careful. You're letting Papa Bear settle into his little chair. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get in here tomorrow morning. Go like, oh, this thing's got like. We're talking about the the in and outs of comedy and how we do things and stuff. Hey, Carmel, you want the back scratcher? Yeah, see, see how things change when I'm here. You guys are talking about the important shit. I just talk about anything. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, I see. So that's the problem. We weren't talking about just randomness. We're talking too much comedy. No, it wasn't too much comedy. That's what we do here. I don't know. You were getting upset. You thought we were getting too... No, no, I wasn't upset. Okay. I was upset that you called me a goofy fat dude. Oh, I didn't call you a I know you didn't. Okay. You said the other guy, but I think you threw it in there that way. Ah, I see. You're like, right, it, was, it was like, Roy's not here. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, yeah, and Ernie, if you're listening, if this is your second favorite show ever... Kiss my ass. <laughs> Why would this be Ernie's second favorite? Well, Ernie was in one night, and it was funny. We had um, we had we had, we had Steve Cooper in. Yeah. Okay. And um, he he came in, and I got stuck at work, and Blaine actually took over, took the booth, and Jimmy did the whole show, hmm. and I kept trying to get in. I I just never made it. Mm-hmm. And um, when he did the other show, I used to do on Saturday nights before we got to this freaking awesome place mm-hmm. but he did it that night and i was on about a half an hour and i had to bail okay so it was like every time steve's on i'm not here i see so ernie was here doing a do, doing this show we've done it a couple times mm-hmm. and he was telling jimmy you know what my favorite show ever was that you guys did was the one with steve cooper and i'm like uh do you realize that's the one i wasn't here at you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> And um, he's like, that. that's not what I meant. Well, that's what you said. I get it. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I said. I was bit. Now I'm bitter. I wasn't bitter before. I now I'm getting a little angry. Really? A little round up. We, I get the back scratcher. Hold on. Yeah, we yeah, we couldn't go. Yeah, I'm not. So I, I heard what you're talking about. I, we did that tap house thing. You were a finalist. Mm-hmm. And I might say that if I had to vote, you probably would have. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I yeah. yeah. I, I. You know. The, the winner was the winner, mm-hmm. but um, I call it bullshit. Ah, oh, okay. And now, now I'm not going to say I should have won because I sucked bad. I don't say that. No, no, I really did. I was. I could say I was bad. I was okay. bad. Jimmy was there. How bad was it? Yeah, that wasn't your game. Yeah, see, I was out. That's that's putting. I like how Jimmy put it. That wasn't your game. Okay. Wasn't my no. I in, the times before I was on. I get there, man. And what happens when you do that? I mean. We'll never tell each other, and you know, like I said, we have our comic buddies. It's me and Carmel. We're talking about. We'll never say you sucked ass, or you know, you're bullshit. You just say, you know, you're off, and here's why. You yeah. know, even if yeah. you noticed, here's what you did to that bit. You know, I was off stage for a while. I was telling you, and the first time I went back, I transposed two words that don't need to be transposed, and people still laughed, and I can't even believe I did it. I wasn't even aware. Well, yeah, yeah, I like when you got called out. Did you did you know you said this? And you're like, huh? You didn't even know we did it that yeah. way. That's Which joke was it? What was it? It was, it was the one about uh, that'd be cool if you were taller. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that'd be tall if you were cool. Tall if you were cool. <laughs> Everyone laughed. 
thought it was great. Laugh, so, what well, is kind of funny though? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was embarrassed when I heard, I found out, but then they still laughed. So I'm thinking, I sold that some bitch. <laughs> I sold it. I sold the bit. But I think there's an important thing in there. I mean, someone. I, mean, I drank a big Red Bull. I'm a little, a little burpy, so I'm I trying not to stop. But, okay. um, someone told me once that you have to realize that. No one that's watching you knows you make a mistake unless you tell them. Yes. So they didn't know Jimmy blew yes. it. You know, we know that's the way he changed it, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't, he didn't blow it. Right. But one unless you admit to the people out there, they have no idea. Yeah, no, I, I cannot agree to you. I've said this several times. They have no idea what the joke's supposed to be. Right. So if you drop a word, miss something, just keep going. Right. And if you sell it, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of like, if I was, say it again. That'd be tall if you were cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> kind of like But it makes someone go, what did he uh, – uh, but it, yeah. it's funny. But well, it's like we talked about uh, earlier, confidence on stage. You're, yeah. you're selling it to the person. And, you know, you stumble. Like I said, I would stumble. I used to stumble when they didn't laugh at the first one. And all of a sudden I'm shutting down going, okay, I need to get off the stage. Mm. I got to go. And they know this. Yeah. You know, we watch our, we watch comedy shows. We've been there enough going, oh, this guy's he's he's down. He's not coming back. Yeah. You know, we saw him. Bring him up. Pull him up. And that's when you start doing the clapping and – bring him up mm-hmm. right yeah but yeah the the, the, the word transposition uh, it was embarrassing and then yes i sold that son of a bitch <laughs> i well i think i think it was kyle who told us that no one knows you no blew knows. it exactly. no one knows no one has a clue no and what do you do when you're struggling i mean i've seen you i've worked with you i mean you're a funny dude i mean come on nice. I, that that's 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 obvious i'm not mm-hmm. just sitting here trying to get your back scratch with the back scratcher right. i'm not <laughs> but 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 you are it's obvious mm-hmm. but what happens when you have that night you're not feeling it do, do you just power through or do you have more fun with it and i know you guys talked a little bit about doing the mm-hmm. smaller like the 202 when you're saying jimmy did it with two comics one that was one of the funniest pictures i ever saw no oh, uh. Because it showed Sean on stage, and what Jimmy forgot to tell you was he took a picture of it, uh-huh. and he actually took a picture of it with a cup in the foreground. So there it was, two comics in one cup. You know? I, made a, I made a meme out of it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But what do you what do you do in that case? Do you do you? Because I know early I used to just give up, mm-hmm. and now it's almost like a challenge. Like no, man. I think, of course, after you've done it for a while, you have more in your arsenal, and I also think you feel like. Okay, if, I, if I'm bombing or it's just not going well, it's not the end of the world. You know, you'll go home, they'll go home. No one's gonna remember the night if you don't. But if you if you sit there and harp on it and you like, oh my god, oh my god, for the next two three weeks, you might quit comedy. So for me, if it's just not going well, um, you always address the elephant in the room. You know, hey, this is uh, this is great, right? This is fun. This is fun. <laughs> You guys having a, you just and then some I've I've had several shows actually it was a flapper contest once, um, won a Bill Warriors contest and I went last, and we're watching the show and everybody bombed, and it was like okay, there's no point in me coming up and doing material, so my buddy's sitting next to me, um, he said what are you gonna do? I said you know what, I'm just gonna make it up. You can't do that, and that's not me. I'm very meticulous. I, t- I write all my jokes down and everything. But I say, you know what? It's just no point. I get up there and uh, I tag everybody's joke that went before me. <laughs> nice. Because I said, I said, look, you, let me recap this night for you because this has been awkward, right? Because you got to address it's it's been a bad night. So I just tell the crowd this has been crazy, right? And I kind of just say, you heard this, and I went back and just tagged everyone's joke, and the crowd loved it. And then a couple guys came up to me and I said, how in the heck? Did you do that? Well, one, going back to what we talked about, Jimmy, I watched the whole show. 
Right. Yeah. I stayed in there. And two, I couldn't do my regular stuff. And what's comedy is is making things relatable. Well, you're not going to relate to any jokes tonight. So let's talk about the night. Well, it it basically turned into an open mic. Totally. And that's where you don't, totally. want, you don't want to burn your A stuff. There was no point. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being one of the most memorable sets I've done. And I actually gave a couple comics some of the tags. I said, that's actually a pretty good tag. I'm like, you can, uh, it's not my joke. You can have it. Joke, can have it's all you. I, th- I think that what it does, too, is it's it's genius in a way that you're going up there throwing like your material. Mm-hmm. You're throwing it. And these people have already watched whoever was before. Mm-hmm. So what you did immediately, without knowing it or knowing it, is now you made them involved. Mm. Because it makes them think. It made them think about. Oh, that guy did say that, and that guy. And I oh, think yeah. it engaged them. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it can engage them because they're like, it makes them think. Because they're just going, oh, here's another guy talking shit, and you doing act, his thing. You actually brought the the audience into the show, right? Right. Oh, they they, they, they knew the show wasn't going well. Yeah. <laughs> you you know they knew <laughs> it wasn't going well. Yeah. And they're staying there because their boy already went up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I got a really five more of these. Yeah. Five more of these. So you saved their night. See. You didn't even know. I Brilliant. Didn't, I didn't and you think about it. Guaranteed, because I've done this, guaranteed, the next morning they're going, how was the show last night? Man, it was sucking ass until that last guy came up. You know? Wow. That's it. You put See, the, look at that. Look at that. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome. Thanks, Jimmy. Bro, I didn't even See, you're, you're a genius. <laughs> well, you, 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 what you end up doing at the end of that show, Carmel, is you end up being the host for the whole night in that last five minutes. Wow, that's, that's a great way of putting know, it. That's what the host does. He tags yeah. the other people coming in. How you doing? Keeps it going. Energy, not too long, not too short. Keeps rolling. You wrapped up the whole host job and the show that whole night. See, I like to start when I go up in a, in, in a thing like that, especially when there's um, like a normal improv show. I mean, you'll feature and there'll be two, three comics. But if you're there and there's probably five or so, I always try to at least use a couple of guys. It's like that freaking guy said and try to relate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of the opener, and it's like, okay, you know where they're at. And especially yeah. if it kind of works with them a little bit, then you can mm-hmm. play on it. And you're like, you just set up my first minute, and they're on my side. Yeah. And then after that, I can kind of just – because, I mean, lately, to me, more crowd work has been what I do. And it just kind of lets me relate with them early. So I think that's that's helped me a little bit. Yeah. Um, instead of cramming something down their throat that they don't really give a shit about. So that's well, what you did. Well, you, you, I had to think about it, and you were like already doing it. The hell well, was I had, well, I had like an hour and a half to watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like it was like on the spot, man. It was like you, you have to acknowledge the shit that happened before you too, because they already did, and they're expecting you to. Yeah, you, know, it's, you it's, have it's, to. It, you know, it's yeah. the white elephant in the room again. Right. You know, it's like why aren't you saying anything about that guy's booger hanging off his nose or the you know what he just did? You have to. Totally. It, it's expected. You know. And my, my, I wish I would have went after one of the shows I did with – I won't say who it was, but it was an improv show when he went out. and um, Actually, he was headlining, and when he got up there on stage and had his shirt on, you could tell it had the shirt on that was folded like he just bought it and took it out of the bag because mm. it had the marks in it. Oh. And then as he's, he's doing his set, the tag is hanging out of his uh, armpit. I think I know exactly who this is. You knew who it was. I know exactly who And it the tag's just hanging there. Yes. I'm like, I wanted to walk up on stage and just rip it right. off and then what? It's like, dude, what do you? Uh, what, you, you know exactly who it is. Yeah, yeah. But he he probably didn't care. He didn't give a shit. I, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he physically can care. <laughs> I think we're on the same page. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. I just, and it was funny because I was giggling and I was on the one side of the room that could see it, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend Don was on the other side. And she's like, "What are you over? There? You know what?" I said, "You didn't." She said, "No." From her side, she couldn't see it, but uh, our side, you could just see the it looked like the mini pearl from his armpit. <laughs> it was funnier than That's hell. That's hilarious. Yeah, because I wanted to follow him bad. 
Yeah, that and that's yeah. When you see something like that, you're like, oh my god, please, I wish I could just. It's gold. It's Let so, me follow yeah, you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. That's good stuff. So what? I mean, what else? You got? Oh, what else you got going on coming up? A lot of stuff, man. Uh, next next month, I'm heading out to New York. Um, was accepted to the Broadway Comedy Club Devil's Cup Festival. Nice. For uh, comics five years and under. So it's the last year I can actually do it. So it's a uh, perfect timing for me. So that's awesome. Yeah. Be July nineteenth, twenty third, I think. That's like now. Yeah, about two three weeks away. That's badass. Yeah. Got any thoughts about that? I mean, you're like, yeah, in New York. I've heard is you know so different from L.A. And I'm eager to get out there and get on those stages because I'm trying to hit a lot of other stages while I'm out there and uh, just see what it is about. Like I know they their comedy is different. Um, they attack it differently. Different, you know sentiment different uh, vibe different everything so i'm like you know i'm eager to see what it's like and just experience it well, I, heard- I, I know i was excited to do comedy out of my area mm-hmm. you know i did a i did a show out in phoenix and uh you know you just want to get out of your your comfort zone too yeah you know and again it's like a bar show prove yourself to, to people who absolutely have never heard of you you know totally and, and those, those are those are more fun too you challenge yourself the cool thing I hear about New York is I've heard about people who've been there, a couple of people that have gone there to work and work it out, is you can actually go there and get like a little more stage time. You can go two, three times a night and while you're there, actually make money at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and here it's just a grind just to get some time. Yeah. And um, I don't know how true, I mean, I've never been there, but a lot of people I talked to that have been said, you know, I can, I can, make, some, I can make some money, you know, 150, yeah, bu- I- 150 bucks a night or so, you know, hitting two, three different rooms mm-hmm. and. Just keep busy, and that that's kind of a cool idea. I mean, you plan on doing any other show, a lot of other shows while you're yeah, there? Yeah, I'm gonna try to get up everywhere. I mean, I'll be out there at least at least three, four nights, so uh, I definitely have a lot of time to get out there. It'd be pointless not to go out there and hit at least ten, twelve clubs. I, oh, I've absolutely. heard you can get up from like midnight to six somewhere. Right. They're just they're, and they're all over the place, stacked on top of each other. There's underground places. There's it, it's flooded. Yeah, well, it, there's the, the the clubs we know about, and then like you said, there's these little hidden rooms, little doors, little, you know, little restaurants doing their little yeah. bar shows and stuff like that. I've heard things like you'll see like a completely nondescript door, open it, go down a couple flights, and it's just a pack room of people. Yeah, there to see comedy. I'm like, what? Oh, that's gonna be awesome, buddy. Yeah, how long are you gonna wait. be out? How how long are you gonna be out there? About four days. Oh, nice. Yeah. You buddying up with anyone, or are you just flying solo? No, I'm flying with another buddy of mine. Good. Yeah. That's badass. That's yeah. awesome. I was just, you know. Doing day job close a month in, he's going to freaking New York. <laughs> you'll you'll be in New York soon. Yeah, Roy. For what? To do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. To do what? Comedy. I get... Really? Yeah. All right. I'll be out there, Carmel. Send me a seat, buddy. That's what's up. There you go. That's what's up. <laughs> we'll take this shit on the road. We're gonna go. We're gonna go report live. We're gonna pull a. We're gonna pull like Dan Rupp, like our field reporter for our own show. Yeah. Oh shit! I said the word. If I say that three times, it's like Beetlejuice. That dude shows up. You're oh, done. Candyman. You're done. Do yeah. not do that. Yeah, Careful. Watch out for the rubber. Bad news, man. Bad news. Shit. Yeah. I'm still all wound up getting here. I'm just like amped and we're already an hour past. And it, that's bad. Yeah, the white knuckle ride in? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right, though. You want uh, Carmel to ask you any questions? Let, let you chill out a little bit? Yeah, what do you got for me, man? Oh, all right, cool. So what I'm, I'm going to sit back in the chair right now. All right. So what do you got coming up next, Roy? What's, uh, what's, what's next in your Well, show? I'll be here next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be at the day job uh, tomorrow morning, probably mm-hmm. about 6 o'clock. You want to okay. come by? I'll do some shit for you. Sweet. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll uh, get your car serviced and stuff like that. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Come yeah. On nice. That's a lot of fun. And you're going to be in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, loving life right now. 
Well, it's going to be probably extremely hot and muggy, so it's not going to be all yeah, roses out there. But it, it'll be all. Dude, that's be, that's that's cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm jealous. I, am excited. I, I mean, when it gets to being out out of town, I mean, mostly it's in the area. Jim has go, Jimmy's gone like way out of the area more than I have. Mm-hmm. And um, every time he does, like he'll go up north or he's been to Arizona and does that different stuff. I'm kind of yeah. like, he did a little, he did little in Vegas too. Yeah, with Louis. Yeah, with Louis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was there by myself. I, and, uh, it was part of the Kyle's thing. But when I went on stage on Louis' stage, it was just me. You know, and everyone else I didn't know. And so I was a little nervous. But I, again, it was like, you know, okay, let's see what you got. You want to be a comic? Go out and do this. And uh, I made him laugh, and then a couple guys came up and said, dude, this is one of the hardest stages to make people laugh. And I said, okay, cool. Thank you for telling me now, not then. That's great, yeah. <laughs> God, they said that. Yeah, don't tell me this is a rough crowd before I go up. See, now, now rough crowd, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys saw it. And I heard you guys, I heard, Jimmy, you brought up Toby. Did you see that stuff went, went down with Toby? I heard something about that. Did you Toby see that with Toby Hicks? Hicks, no. You didn't see that? Some dude tried to stab him last week. On stage? That's right, he did that show in West Covina. Some guy was heckling him. Oh, and he did it, and, and someone posted a video, and they went outside, and it was a big old ruckus, and the guy was walking away and dropping end bombs at him, and the, and he was like, "Come here, homie!" And he went and walked off, and he pulled a freaking knife and came back after. I mean, this is a blade. Like, did you see the video, yeah, Jimmy? He started calling him the N word, and then Toby just come after him. And the guy like went in the parking lot, and then like pulled one out of his backpack, and wow. came charging back with his big old blade in his hand. I was like, "Holy shit!" And this has been, this was just last week, but I know a couple years ago that guy got jumped on the stage at seattle up in the seattle area yeah no he it um the improv at hollywood oh really yeah someone came after someone there yeah i remember that one guy got beaten ahead up in the seattle area sometime right. too yeah yeah i remember so, seeing another video of a guy it was like floor level stage and a guy just got pummeled by somebody damn i was like yeah this just jokes you guys i mean, this is- <laughs> I mean what are you what are you doing here but but when it comes to that i mean i i've never had you get not. I, I don't think I've ever had a heckler, mm-hmm. but I've had people that get a little boisterous, and you got to get them quiet. I mean, have you ever had anyone just heckle out of control? And you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Ontario Improv. Uh, can't remember whose show it was. Big crowd, but this guy in the in the middle start. He wasn't heckling me, but he was just like my partner. He was just like championing every joke I said and tagging him for me, just talking. So it wasn't like he was. <laughs> against me he just kept talking and so then like i made a joke about um an std and he and he said something else i'm like this guy's got terpy her- herpes tourettes <laughs> and he laughed so hard it stopped him from heckling that was he, it. he thought it was so funny that it just like, he was done so i was like okay that's that's good so i've never had someone get that angry or i mean i've had people talk but I mean, that's a knife i mean it's yeah i I've, i haven't had anyone angry i've had him talk a while and then been lucky enough to say something to shut them down and not make people angry because I, I think it's 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 a fine line because if you go after them too soon, mm-hmm. then people are like, "That guy's a dick." Yeah, you know. But you want him on your side, and I don't remember what comic said it. <clears throat> Sorry, man. Um, said to let him go ahead and get loud, and then maybe not acknowledge him vocally, but kind of like give a look their way and let them do it again. And when they get out of time, out of hand the third time, then you can go in and attack them because everyone else at that point said, is thinking to themselves, dude, shut up. Yeah. And now you can go ahead and get them, and they're like, yeah, yeah, shut up. Yeah. Yeah, you give them time to make a fool of themselves, 
and then they're, they're, now they're, he's annoyed everybody. Then they cheer you out, cheer you on out. Right. Yeah. But if you if you get emer- because if someone says something up front and no one hears him and you start popping on him, mm-hmm. the people in the back of the room may not have heard it. Right. And they're like, this guy's just a jack. Who yeah. are you trying to be? Yeah. But um, that was something that actually worked a little. I I had a guy at the ice house one time popped off one time a little bit. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> and um, I'm trying to remember the comeback. He said one of the things I I think it was I what do you, what what do big guys like to do? You know, it's one of the things I do. And he said something about laying the laying the bedroom and jerk off or something like mm. that. And I was like, I didn't tell you what you like to do to big guys, and that was just left it. It's like, mm. oh, and it it's like <laughs> you good. can say everyone that's just good. popped him, and it was like. Okay, and that's all I had to say. Yeah. So it wasn't angry, and it wasn't because I think if it comes off angry, you come up unless that's your stick. If right. that's your stick, you're an angry. That's fine. Right. But that's that's not me. I'm big and lovable. Yeah. Yes, you are. Not a big goofy guy. No, you're not goofy at all. <laughs> I haven't had any heckles. I've had uh, the worst heckling I got was at the park bar in Burbank when we did that show. That was so funny. Eric Allegra has this uh, show out in Burbank on Thursday nights, and it's like at 10 o'clock at night, and it's dive bar, dude. Yeah. And, yeah. Me and Roy got there, and there's people are just, they're bar people. They're coming in and out, and me and him were standing at the bar, and they come in, and they saw the microphone. These two dudes go, What's going on? And he goes, It's comedy night. The guy goes, Ah, fuck this. <laughs> hey, we're getting ready to go up. <clears throat> I'm sharing the video right now with Carmel. See, here's the guy. We can't play the sound. Here's where he's popping off. Oh, Toby? Yeah, here's where he's popping off, walking out, and he's like, And then dropping shit, and dropping, and here he goes, and then to the side. Now he's getting in his bag. Now watch when he comes back. Dude, that's a blade. See what that shit? What the heck? Yeah, he comes back. I mean, that that's like a machete blade. Wow. Hmm, is that crazy? So, I mean, the real question is, like, why is he carrying a knife like that? I mean, yeah, in right? a show. Like, he what, was in there. Switch, that was in his backpack. I mean, switchblades, I understand if you carry with, because they're small, and you, you know, you probably keep it on your own. No, that it, is a large knife. That's, yeah. a, that's a huge, it's like as big as the part of his arm. I mean, let, let's stop this thing right here. Ready? Boom. Right there. Look at the size of that blade. Dude, okay. He no. works at Chipotle, and he just took that home. By the <laughs> there's took no it. reason to have. Maybe that's why he's mad. Now, he was now, you know, this guy's already got hate, because I don't know if you guys seen Toby Hicks. Oh, yeah. I don't see his material. It is nothing. He is not offensive. He's no. self-deprecating. So totally. He is, right. He's hum, 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 he's humility. I mean, he is just so funny. He just dogs himself. And so for this guy to be mad just because he was black, apparently, you know, yeah, yeah he was already ready. Yeah, he, yeah. He was ready. He was looking for trouble. He was trouble. good to go. Right. I don't know. He does that one bit where it feels like he's picking on me a little bit. Oh, the the fuck fat fuck people. fat people. <laughs> but <laughs> this shit is so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. so funny. Clearly, the guy isn't this white guy isn't fat. No, he's right. Not. But he, but he, but it's funny because at first you're like, hey, and then you then you start laughing because he turns it around on himself. It's like, look at the yeah. problems I have being so skinny. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, just hilarious. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Like going to, a, I think he says something about going to a thing. They made him put on a couple shirts, so he was you know. <laughs> and to, and he's such a cool guy. Super yeah. cool, real and, calm, and laid what, back dude. And I guess this guy started heckling him inside. It's kind of cool though to see him go after the dude because you know we don't get to see each other like that. You know, Toby right here. Which and is, someone said they someone said on the way out. One of the other comics said someone punched this dude in the neck on yeah, the way out yeah, the door. Game a cheap shot right in the neck right in the neck but yeah is that crazy that's a yeah. blade bro that's that's not worth it i mean it sounded like a liam show yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you would assume it would be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this guy just freaking just started doing his thing and that was it man it wow was done, yeah. so what, do, do you know where that was 
West Covina. Yeah, West Covina. West Covina, it was here. I'll tell you exactly where it was at. Let me write this down. I'm thinking not, it was the Mariposa Grill and Cantina. Mariposa Grill and Cantina. Okay, won't go there. Don't go go there. Don't do that show or do that show. Don't do that show, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break, man. That went fast. We're going to get this thing wrapped up. We're going to do our things when you get back. We got plenty of time. Our last uh, half hour, we'll wrap it up with uh, our buddy Carmel Humphrey. We haven't even talked about up in his Twitter. Not yet. Mm. We got a, we got a, we got a, you know, we got a great eight coming. Bra- brace yourself. Brace ready. You last, ready for that? Ready I don't know, man. It's action packed. Okay. You are listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing with Roy, Jimmy, and Mr. Carmel Humphreys. We'll see you in a minute. Give us a call after the break. 909-989-0789. See you in a minute. back welcome back to the roy and jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com thanks for listening in okay we'll do a little roll call here every half hour it's different we have roy brewster we have carmel humphrey and we have me we're all here yeah this is like two breaks in a row that's right same people in the room man (laughs) come on we got something going on here Uh, we're solid now we got this i'm out of my big red bull my uh my uh, 20 ounces done that's it (laughs) which is good because maybe i'm not be gagging here i don't know what got into me with the cough thing Hey, it happens, man. It's all B vitamins, man. What? It's all B vitamins. Is that what it is? The B vitamins locking me up? Mm Mm-hmm. Could have been that Big Mac I swallowed up like lunchtime. Oh, that that could be, yeah. Coming back up. That's probably what it is. This can of Red Bull looks like Shaq's normal can of Red Bull. Imagine he puts that in his hand. It looks like that little bit of shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like hanging on to it like, yeah. It's like I I like to wear big watches. And everyone goes, that watch is big. No, it's about normal on me. Put it on you, though. I don't have a big one on at night. It's a nice watch, though. That's it. You know, it's my. I, I don't even know why I have this one on. At your business hmm. watch? No, this isn't even my business. I usually wear a big one at work too, but this one I happen to throw on this morning. Little, you know, I like the I like the fifty millimeter and bigger. I like the big one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because you know it's pronounced, and I that's like one of those stage things. I like to. I used to, not as much anymore, but I used to have my have to have my glasses on, mm-hmm. and I always wanted my Docs on, okay. my Doc Martens on. Yeah. Unbuttoned long sleeve shirt and a big watch. And I remember the first time I went on with a bowling shirt, some dude in the front, I wore my big watch. It's all blingy and looks cool. I mean, it's not blingy, but it's big. And and, and a guy goes, the guy right in front goes, told his girlfriend, look at a watch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you got it. Like it. <laughs> yeah, did, you, uh, did you have that thing, uh, Carmel, when you first started, uh, your look? Did you uh, look you wanted or emulated? I, I kind of still do. Think you had to I have? Always, I always have to match something. Yeah. Um, and... I don't think too many people notice, but after a while, they're like, "Come out, let me see your socks." My socks would match my shirt, or my belt uh, would match my shirt. And I like if, it. Even if they didn't see my belt, it was for me. You know, sure. I'd always have something matching. So, and I still kind of do. I have a watch or something that always match. Well, I think the what you got going on now, the, the button up. I think that's the look I've seen you kind of rocking on stage. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing that a lot. Um, and I, patterns. I like to have certain patterns. Because yeah. um, like even the management group I'm with, it's called Laugh Style, and. A lot of what we do is we try to look stylish on stage and present like you know uh, a look sure. with our comedy. So like even the the logo for Lifestyles Argyle, 
So we actually have nice. Argyle socks. A lot of us who are with Lifestyle because it's it's kind of like our thing. So what do you do? What do you do at Lifestyle? I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a comic, so I'm a part of Lifestyle. We're all, we're all comics. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That part of the the laughs thing. Laughs. No. The TV show. Completely separate. Oh, okay. Yeah. But comedy's comedy. Yeah. You're all in it. All in it. Well, I tried to get a look. I, I was doing the 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 the, the starched uh, button ups, mm. the dark jeans, the black shoes. Okay. When I first started going, I'm gonna do a little class to this. Roll up the sleeves a little bit, let them know I'm casual. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And then I got out of that thinking, okay, you're kind of not being you right now. You know, this is like funerals and meetings and stuff right, like that. Right, right. Okay, so don't treat it like this. Then I back down to some casual button-ups, and then I finally went into T-shirts with hoodies, going, you know, I'm actually real comfortable in this. So I kind of, that's my default. And then if I'm hosting or depending on the the venue, then I'll, I'll step it up a little bit, you know, and I'll, I'll do a you know, collared shirt and stuff, but I don't go into the almost married tux thing and stuff. Yeah, I think know? the venue is important, too. Yeah. Um, like I was at Pachanga recently for a weekend. Typically, the crowds dress kind of nice, so I try to dress kind of nice as well. Um, it's kind of showing them a little respect, I think. Right, to, yeah, you know, exactly. The, the, uh, the venue and the club. And I've seen I've seen some guys who are in, like, the hoodie and, you know, some baggy jeans. I'm like, ah, oh, just... It just it I don't I wouldn't say it's disrespectful, but it kind of just comes off as like I don't really care. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna tell some joke. But then some guys, that's what they do, and they're not known for. It. Like like if they dressed nice, it would feel weird. Right. You know, like a, like like a Gerard Carmichael. Every time I've seen him, he's so laid back. Oh, just, absolutely. I mean, every single time, just hoodie, simple jeans, whatever. But that's kind of his comedy. You know, it's you expect it to be laid back, and like, he'll take thirty seconds to get into a joke. But it's it's him. He's hilarious. So. Yeah. If you're comfortable, a, you're comfortable. I did a feature weekend at Flappers two years ago for mm-hmm. a headliner. Yeah. And so I was the middle. And I'm like, oh awesome. This is great. Yeah. So the the first uh the first night of shows I, I did the button up. I did the button up and you know, the, the the black shoes, the dark jeans and stuff, and I went on stage and I just didn't feel comfortable. Okay. So I did those two shows. So the next day I did the the hoodie with the the T shirt. You know, the headliner did that too. That was him anyways. So I said, you know, I always do this this club with the the hoodie anyways. So I dressed down for the next two shows, and that was great. Yeah, I could already feel myself being comfortable. So uh, try not to go beyond what I am. That's everything. Yeah, I want, everything. I, I almost went, and I wanted to. I think I talked to you about it. I know I talked to Don about it and a couple people, and I even asked. I wanted to do the suit a mm. couple times. Yeah, like, you, just you get all. Just I really wanted to do it, and I never <laughs> did, because I think everyone would say, "Dude, really, you you know." And I liked. I mean, I like if it comes down to that, I like to dress up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's cool, but. Would that really be who I am, or am I put portrayed now? I'm now am I now am I a character? Because that's not what I. I mean, if I was going, if I go out, I, I'd like to wear a suit and a tie. I, I yeah. dig on dressing up, going with my girl out and get all. Yeah, me too. Totally. But really, is that really who I am all the time? If I had that kind of job, I probably would. So I don't know. It would be funny to see you do that because the only one I know and expect that from and pulls it off is Fraser Smith. Right. Yeah. That that's his deal. Totally. I, I just if, he, if I see I see him with a T-shirt on, and then I'm thinking, oh my god, what's wrong? You know. Right, we do, we right. would, you know, because um, we we're so used to seeing him with that classic suit on. Uh, a buddy of mine, he's also in Lifestyle, Antoine Young, super funny comic, very witty, super smart, and very sharp. I think we did stuff with him at the Ha Ha during our open mic days. Yep. Antoine, yeah, I saw him on Laughs, and I go, I know this guy. Yeah, I, I did. We we're, we're we're through the trenches. I know this guy. Yeah, he's been at it. For a minute, and he wore a suit um, for taping for Bite Size TV, and 
I don't know if you guys seen Bite Size TV. Very sharp, high-end production. And we thought, hey, should wear a suit. I, said, I don't know, man. It's just not, I don't know if it's me. Said, well, just try it. It's a gr- I mean, the set they had was awesome. His jokes are very polished. Let's give it a shot. It was one of the cleanest clips I've seen. Wow. And he saw it. He's like, man, uh, you guys are right. And I said, you don't have to do it all the time. But if you go to a show or, you know, you feel like it's classy, it's upscale, rock a suit, see what happens. And, you know, it, it worked for him that time. It might not work for everybody else. You know, some sure. guys that, hey, you know, maybe their builds doesn't work. They look kind of stuffy. doesn't, you know, it, it fit perfectly to him. So it worked, you know. So I think try it, if anything. And just oh, see what absolutely. happens. You know, it's getting hurt. I think I did uh, two months. Uh, I did two months of uh, the 80s thing. I did the T-shirt with the blazer. You know, I said, so I'm going to try. I got Miami Vice going. action. Yeah, exactly. Little Miami Vice, little Jerry Seinfeld back in the day, and uh, that 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 was actually fun to do, but not comfortable. Okay. And uh, that was the first time uh, Sean Williams saw me on stage. <laughs> he oh said, wow, that's funny. He said he said, oh my god, this guy's a pro. Look at he's got the blazer on. <laughs> yeah, but he said that about me too with my Kango. Yeah, yeah, the leather jacket. You wore a Kango, Kango and- dude. I wore yeah. a Kango. Wow. Yeah, we were leather jacket and a leather Kango, dude. Seriously? Come yeah. on. Man, yeah, yeah they, they, that that didn't last too long. No, but that's when Sean that's when Sean saw us and thought we were pros. He's like, man, what? these guys got it going on. It definitely guys. says something. You wear a blazer, Look at these guys. Yeah, but does. I but I think part of it is like, if someone were go like Jimmy could go up in a t shirt and a hoodie, mm-hmm. and I think if I go up in a t shirt and hoodie, he would look like cleaner, better, just because of build, like you said, build and how would mm-hmm. do it. If I go up in one. I, I would I can look sloppy easy sure and it's just and it's it, I can take it mm-hmm. but it, it's it's just because my build it looks like you know you're kind of sloppy looking a little frumpy um, Jimmy's taller you know he's fill it out different I'm yeah. a little whiter and it, it, I think it, I think is a big thing to that I think so definitely so yeah. like you could pull it off it's because, funny cause because my brother said that my brother yeah. said he saw me in like I was wearing an Adidas jumpsuit and uh, he looked at me man that's a nice that's a nice outfit you should wear that on stage I'm like I would never wear this on stage. <laughs> so, I mean, you look really cool right now. And everything match in Adidas shoes, Adidas everything. He's like, no, you, you should try it. I'm like, well, if I look comfortable and it looks good, why not? But it's so not me to wear that on stage. But I'm like, eh, maybe. Yeah, again, we'll it see. would be, you know, the venue. Yeah, definitely. You know. Without question. You know, uh, a benefit, maybe not. No, right. You know, but it depends on the benefit. <laughs> Next you know? Linnea show, I'll, I'll wear a, a Adidas jumpsuit. Adidas just jumpsuit. Go out of your, just go out your gear. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just. So my thing now has been jeans, button up. But that's what I wear all the time. I mean, if I, it's like, hey, we're going somewhere. What are we gonna wear? You know, Don said we're going to your parents' house. Jeans, button up. It's a yeah. joke. What are you gonna wear? Jeans, button up. That's what I do. Yeah. It's just, yeah. a, you know, yeah. I did, a, I did a couple shows for Eddie Jarvis, and so uh, uh, polo shirt because that the the wine club. Mm-hmm. Okay. Polo shirt, nice, nice pants, not jeans. That works. Uh, then we did the benefit out in Desert Hot Springs. Yep. Button up. Dark okay. shoes, dark jeans. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a show at a bar. Hoodie, T-shirt, white Nikes. Perfect. You know, all those are all me at those places. Yeah. You know, how would I be at this bar? I'd be like this. I see, definitely I, won't be in the nines. See, if I if I did the suit, I'd have to get out of my docks because I love to wear my docks on stage. Something about it. It's like going to work. Mm. Put on my put on my docks. It's time, <laughs> time to go to work. It says something. It definitely says time something. Time to go to work. Yeah. Time to go to work. Ready? Re- we ready to put uh, Carmel to work? You're we gonna are, do, we're gonna we do are. it. We do we do a thing here weekly with uh, all our guests here. We call it the Roy and Jimmy thing. Great eight quiz. Okay. Great eight quiz. Great eight. eight it's, yeah. Don't eight. sweat. It's gonna yeah. be tough. I'm ready. Eight questions. There's no right or wrong. No yes or no. Just whatever top of your head. 
and your answers are your answers. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to go? Totally. All right. Great eight quiz. Mm. Let's get. Let's put some. Let's, let's put, put some, some music. Let's this put some is music the great this. eight quiz. This is not the official theme song for it. I just want to put something. In the put something here. in the background here. Yeah. Put me something. Set the tone, Jimmy. Put me something in for the. Just, let's keep it fun. We'll keep it lively. Here, here. There we go. Okay. Question number one. Mm. Number one. Letterman or Leno? Letterman. Wow, that was quick. That wasn't even a get. That was just Letterman. For the record, no Leno so far. Yeah, it's all Letterman so far. Uh, <laughs> number two. What music do you chill by? Where you just need to escape, relax. Your go-to music. Tribe Call Quest. Either Midnight Marauders or uh, Low End Theory. Old school, nice. Yeah. Very nice. nice. Number three, comic inspiration. Brian Regan. No shit, that guy is so funny. Yes. Love Brian Regan. One of the first comics I fell in love with just listening to him. The the, the, the album where he's talking about being in school, doing mm-hmm. the homework. Oh, yeah. Too, too much. Takes the simplest things, man, and, and he, the layers he finds and stuff is amazing. I think Absolutely. that's a big thing he said is the layers in it. I think I mean, Roy, just, I, Roy, you told me about Brian Reed, uh-huh. and I just, uh, fabulous. He's just freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Number four, your go-to comedy movie. Coming to America. Perfect. Hey, awesome. See, they're making it two? Yeah. They can't be. Was yeah, that I no, that. remember I posted it. Really? Yeah. Is that for real? I, yeah. I've heard. I've heard from a couple of different sources. It, it, I don't, oh God! I wish. I want to see it, but I wish they would. I kind of. I, I feel the same. Right on the it, edge. It's. I don't know if you can do it right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how, who do you put in it? And, and yeah. Oh God, that was. Oh, oh, well, I saw God. like Martin Lawrence and. It's, it, it was. It was such a moment. Oh God! I hope it doesn't suck. Oh yeah. I hope it doesn't. Suck. I, I almost feel like. Kind of how Dumb and Dumber or whatever. The, the, the. Yeah, see, uh, Buck Acosta was telling us about that. He, he was so waiting to hear to see that. Yeah, and, and it, it just didn't. He said it. Oh my God! He goes like he, he goes. They were able to be more raunchier. He said, but that wasn't the magic of the first time. Not at know? all. So it's hard. How do you live up to that? You know. Right. So like coming to America too. Some things you just leave it alone. Like well, I don't want to see a, another Harlem Nights. You got to do you know? it right after though. Like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two. Right. You got to just hit them, hit them, and get yeah, out. You can't do ten, twelve years apart. No. See now, now I, I saw that thing with the people that are going to be in it. Right. And I'm seeing a thing here. I just pulled it up real quick. It says Eddie Murphy talks to his coming to America co-star Arsenio Hall about why there will never be a sequel. Okay. That so makes now, that makes more sense. Okay. Right. Just leave it alone. Please. Well, you know, I got to pull up my James Earl Jones again for this. I am looking for my son. My son Akeem. Now, I, on a side note, one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and it's on YouTube, is I think it's called Star Wars and Coming to America. It's basically James Earl Jones' voice from Coming to America in, Star in Wars? scenes where he's Darth Vader. <laughs> it is the funniest thing I have ever seen. Oh my god, I gotta see that. Yeah. So do I right now. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Awesome. It's hilarious. My son works. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's my son Akeem? <laughs> He is sowing his royal oats. <laughs> you gotta pull that up, man. Because it's, so, it's so perfect. All the scenes that right, we might, oh, we we might gotta look that, that Darth comes around in and they play this. I can't, I can't, I can't do it justice. Talk so, about wait, so, so, what am I gonna look for? Because we're gonna finish this. Qu- Darth gonna... Vader coming to, to America. America. That should get you. Yeah. Okay, back to the thing. All right. Number five. Last thing that pissed you off. Last thing that Major, pissed me minor, off. Major, minor, doesn't matter. Hmm. Wow, that's a good one. Probably be driving. So I, literally, someone came to a stop. It was in the right-hand lane. 
they came from the left side around. He's looking at it right now. He's got it. I, I was ready to put it on, but I got to stop it first. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we're waiting to make a right. There's a crosswalk. People are coming across. The person behind us got pissed off that we were waiting for these people. Didn't realize people were crossing the street. You came around? Came all the way around and nearly took out the whole slew. We were at Knott's Prairie Farm. At like Beach and whatever that street is, La Palma. Yeah. Almost took out a whole crew of kids because they were that impatient. And that utterly ticked me off. I, I, I cannot stand. Driving. Yeah. Oh. Other people driving is daily worse. Yes. Worse. Yes. Number six, pizza leftovers, cold or warmed up? Warmed up in the toaster oven. Nice. Oh, you take it that little extra level? Yes. So you know what that tells me right away? Huh. Is you have patience. I do. He treats himself good. I think I do. Man, I'm ripping that thing out of the box, getting the cold cheese and chewing on that too. Treats himself I might well. chew one while the other one's toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Number seven, favorite cuss word. I don't even cuss. So, I don't, yeah. Yeah. so shoot, darn. Frickin'. Okay. Well, that's all right. I like frickin'. Anything works. Yeah. All right. And last one here. What is your best impression you can do? Could be someone famous. Could be someone you know. It doesn't matter. What is your best impression you think you do? Uh... I used to do a Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, my voice is kind of jacked up now. I was at a little thing over the weekend. But I used to do a Morgan Freeman. And Charles Barkley I used to do. I think I think my Morgan Freeman is probably the best I, I do. Yeah? Yeah. Come on. You, you, you little, know you got to. I mean, you know, Carmel here is one of, the, one, of the, one of the finest comedians I've seen. Uh, <laughs> he, he takes his time with this. And he, he, he goes out there and gets, grabs a crowd. Grab the crowd. <laughs> you don't grab the crowd, you're gonna lose it. That's that's the best I can do. I, I haven't really worked on it in a while. I don't know. <laughs> nice job, the great eight quiz, everybody. Good job, come on. That was that was cool. That the was impressions cool. always sell it. The impressions sell it right at the end. I love that. That's fun. That was fun. I love that. Here we go. Here it is. You are not a king. And who are you? I shall deal with him myself. Uh-huh. I'm talking to my son. What is this? <laughs> Your only job was to look at the world of Astoria. Now, Darth Vader. <laughs> and you must be punished. We're on a is something troubling you, my son? <laughs> oh, shit. That's going to be good to watch. That's <laughs> classy. There is a very fine line between love and nausea. Aha! <laughs> Let's go for a stroll. <laughs> Dude, dude, we gotta watch this later. This is yeah, freaking classic. It's, it's un- unreal. Yeah, we'll post it on our page. We'll post it on our page. Dude, nice pull, man. Yeah, yeah, oh, for man. sure. I, this is not great radio uh-huh. because. Uh-oh. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not steal from us. When they hear you've attacked a different. I know you have been inconvenienced, and I'm prepared to compensate you. <laughs> Shall we say one million American dollars? <laughs> Very well, then, two million. I don't Just know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Anyone who throws roses at my son's feet will answer to me. <laughs> right, I don't know if anyone else is liking this, but gonna, dude, I'm loving it. No, we gotta, we'll post that. We'll post that on our page. Yeah, that's classic, yeah, dude. Guaranteed. <laughs> that was a good pull, man. Yeah, yeah awesome. We're gonna sit here afterwards and watch this thing. It's sure. gonna be at least five times because it's so well done and the words always fit every scene. That's awesome. Yeah, and aha, it just it's, 
Aha! It's killer. <laughs> that was a good one, Jim. Thank you very much. You know I love my James Earl Jones. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're 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 a yeah. big James Earl Jones fan. Uh, that fan. fan. Love, love, love. Well, here we are. We're at we're at the end of the show. That, yeah, that two hours went well for me. The two hours went quick. Yeah, for me the hour and twenty something minutes was like blow by. Carmel, he clocked in. Oh, just an hour, huh? I was only here about an hour. Yeah. yeah. And Carmel, Shit. he clocked in at least an hour forty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling bad. I missed the first part, man. Oh, good, man. Oh, oh, good. I'm not feeling bad anymore. I just saying it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I really do. Okay, I do. Uh, so real quick, what do you got coming up uh, soon? So yeah, so uh, I'll be in New York next month. Um, nice. Also, I'm gonna be doing this myself right here, man. Uh, next probably next few weeks will be the start of my own radio show. Well, tell her where we're gonna find it. Yeah, it's on tradiov.com, and it's called Personal File. Personal file show. So basically, what I'm doing is I'm blending comedy and sports into nice. a show where nice. comics come on and talk about sports and rip and vibe and talk about you know their fandom, but from their their own aspect. Their, uh, their send own. us the info on that. We'll post it up for sure. Uh, where can people find you on social media? For Carmel on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything's for Carmel. We did, uh, we the, forgot the to number, do up the Twitter. The number four. We'll we'll, we'll catch him the next time. Yeah, what's uh, up to Twitter, man? Uh, we, we started us up with Barry Sobel last week uh, to bring up everyone's Twitter account. We called it Up Your Twitter. We started at the beginning of the show. Uh, and see what we can do during the show, but we all came in a little late on this one. But good. We, we got him up like what, 12? Uh, we, probably in the last week with all our cross-promotion. We, we got at least 10 or 12. Appreciate that. We got like eight right on the show. Yeah. That's awesome. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So for Carmel, that's four, the number four with the a K-A-R-M-E-L. Yes. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Look up ours. He's tagged on everything we're doing here. And, uh, well, the podcast will be up tomorrow. Find me on iTunes. Uh, links on uh, everyone's social media pages. Carmel's, Roy's, ours, the Roy and Jimmy thing. Thanks so much for coming in, buddy. I mean, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate fun. it, man. No doubt. Appreciate it, man. Will thank you do you. it again? Yeah, definitely. Let me know. Right, right on. You definitely do it again. Well, we'll see you next Tuesday, every Tuesday, 9 to 11. 9 to 11. This is our spot, Jimmy. ChaoticRadio.com. Yes. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing on ChaoticRadio.com. Don't forget, follow us. See what's going on and check us out on iTunes. We're there. Love you all. See you next week. Subscribe.